Blog Talk Radio. everyone. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online. This is the TS Radio Network. And tonight we are back with Peggy Dupree and Betty Gosnell. And what we're going to be talking about is their petition through USA Guardianship Task Force and why it's important that you sign it and get on board with it. What we've seen come out in various states, most especially states like Florida, uh, Colorado, I guess, is a hotbed too of a bunch of bogus bills that on the surface sound like they're actually going to correct at least some of these problems, but in fact create many more. We are being tricked, duped by the very people that we elected to office that are supposed to be representing us. Uh, I don't know what happens to people when they get into office, but I have yet to see it fail that they immediately throw in with the enemy. And um, you can't talk to them, not make any sense. We have spoken so many times. I I appreciate the people that have made the trips into D.C. We have uh, into other state legislatures to speak and talk about what's happening to the elderly and to states in this country. But here's the thing. They already know. They are the facilitators. They are the ones that make sure this system keeps running unimpeded. And so we have got to change our tactic, and I think what Betty and Peggy are going to be speaking about tonight is one way to possibly get it done. And we've got to take, instead of the defensive, we've got to take the offensive. At some point, you have to stand up and draw a line in the sand, and I think that's where we're at. I noticed that here in the news recently, they're trying to uh, discredit the Britney Spears release from conservatorship and that whole firestorm, I think the best thing that case did was it brought it out to the public. This canon does happen routinely. And if it can happen to somebody like that, it can happen to you. And now we're seeing others, um, that Wendy Williams off of TV, uh, a millionaire in her own right, Bank of the, not Bank of the West, uh, Wells Fargo, is now wanting to get a guardian for her her accounts because she's so ill. Yes, I'm sure you are. And Wells Fargo, of course, has been included and implicated in many cases of asset theft. Um, And most notably here some years ago, the case of Dorothy Griega out in the state of Washington. And she had a $25 million estate that was held up in charitable trusts and so on. They never shut her trust down. Wells Fargo simply set up several bogus accounts in their bank and she was in a different one in their bank. They had no tax ID number. We all turned this into the IRS. They never did a damn thing. No tax ID number. And they began siphoning her money off and putting putting it into these bogus charitable trusts, which they, as quickly as they got all the money, they emptied and shut down. Uh, but this, what is happening in this country? 
I, I get sick when I hear the government talk about, you know, uh, we, we're the best country in the world we might have been at one time. And, and we've got to stop the human trafficking. We'll start right here at home. How about that? And, um, you know, we can pick the stone out of everybody else's eye, but we can't look at our own. At, at least they refuse to. We have a judiciary that is totally out of control. It is operating as its own secondary government. Uh, it is not following the law. It, it, like one person said, there's no no justice there. You won't find any justice. The corruption is so deep and so massive that it, it should. the whole thing should be shut down, go into receivership, and set it back up again the way it's supposed to be. I keep having this question of why I think that mili- these tribunals for probate aren't legitimate. They are not legitimate because they are not an Article Three per the Constitution court. They were set up specifically to avoid constitutional restraints. That's why you don't get due process. That's why they don't follow the rules of evidence, the Code of Civil Procedure. They are not a constitutional Article Three court. And their existence is illegal, unlawful. But where's all those fine folks that we put in office that should do something about that? I couldn't tell you. But anyway, like I say tonight, uh, we're going to be talking with Peggy and Betty on the USA Guardianship Task Force petition. Um, Betty, or let's see, Peggy, I guess I better bring you on first and let you let you kind of give everybody a heads up on what's happening. Okay. Thank you, Marty, for letting, allowing me and Betty uh, to come on your show. Uh, we're going to be telling uh, you know your viewers our goals is to bring awareness about the guardianship program, and our mission is to petition legislation to have mission codes removed from the law books. And we're talking federal level first, and then we're going to go to state level, okay? And I want to tell you some of the things we've been doing for the last four to six weeks. We have been opposing the Florida Senate Bill 1032, which is the Florida Guardianship Jurisdiction Act, and we've been also we also oppose the Senate Bill HR 845, the Jurisdiction for Guardianship Proceedings, and we're also in the middle of working with doctors also to oppose the Senate Bill HB 7021 that was replaced this week with 7014, which extends the shield of liabilities to protect the hospitals and the doctors and nurses until June the 23rd, 2023 with COVID-19 patients. And it does have guardianship legislation words in there. So we're going to be studying that and working with some doctors with the Medical Rights Association in Florida to oppose this and work with them. They've asked us to work with them. So we said, sure, we'd be glad to join them. So there's a lot of things we're doing. We want to give you resources. If you, if you would like to look at these bills, you know, you can go to the Florida legislation. If you're not aware, just type in the Florida legislation, go Senate Bill 1032 Guardianship. And, you know, HR, Senate Bill, uh, it's, a, it's a guardianship uh, for proceedings. They have two that's very critical. And you may wonder why do I constantly go on and Marty show and discuss Florida because Florida is going to be the main headquarters where it's going to affect every every state if these passes through legislation. Because this past week, um, I was listening to Senate Bill 1349, and uh, what's happening is all the senators and congressmen from Washington, D.C. is coming to the Florida legislation. It's called data research. Uh, excuse me. Let me back up the 
1349 is data research, and what they're doing is collecting data on families that will be petitioning for guardianship to see if you're qualified. Now, they will not allow you to see the data and research because it will not be uh, public uh, knowledge. Only state officials will be able to see this information. So that's not transparency there, so I'll be opposing that bill too. So there's a lot of things going on where they're taking our rights away from us, and we need to be proactive, everyone does, and be reading these bills and keep up on it on a weekly basis. Especially, you need to really focus on every year from January to March, because these are when the senators will go in and start doing new legislation. So please start paying attention to those months, because it's important to protect your family and your, your assets and your future, because they're constantly changing things to control us. Um, so we've been doing that, Marty. So, you know, that's some resources your viewers can check out, review themselves. If they have any questions, they can email us at uh, usacgtf.com, and they can call us if they have any questions at 828-980-3467. If they want to dispute any of the language with us that we have said on your show, we'll be glad to discuss it with them. So, uh what we're doing at this point is we're going to do a petition. And first, what we're doing is we're asking all the viewers and all the victims to be sending in pictures. The reason we're asking for the, the pictures that we're going to be putting on our Facebook business page is because we want to see people's faces. We want people to be drawn in so they can actually see the victim, so they can understand what it's doing to the families. It's destroying the families, it's killing the families, and it's causing an economic hardship for the family. So I feel it's very important that these pictures get posted so the people can feel the, the pain that these families are going through. So we're going to be posting the pictures there because on our petition to Congress, we can't have pictures, unfortunately. So that's how I have to do that because we need 100,000 100, signatures to get put on the ballot. So we're going to be going all over the place, talking to the communities, talking to organizations. i got 40 organizations set up this week, so I'm going to be extremely busy talking to people, telling them what our petition's about, and to sign and support us because it, it affects everyone, not just us. And, you know, we're going to get as many people into uh, the hearings as possible. We're looking for murder cases where the families were murdered in there, and they have evidence to support that. So please connect with us if you have cases like that. If you have cases that you've got a human sex trafficking, contact us, human trafficking. We're doing human laboring trafficking. We're looking for rape victims. We're looking for domestic violence victims under these guardianships and DCF because in 2019 what happened is the Department of, uh, Department of uh, Justice, they wrote executive orders to each sheriff's office to be over DCF. Uh, any abuse that gets recorded to DCF has to go through the sheriff now, which means abuse, neglect, exploitation. And you'll, you'll have to request that report from law enforcement in your county where the abuse took place at to see how they were able to prove probable cause. Because a lot of that is uh, confidential, but it should be public records to the sheriff's department. Because I don't see any bills where they're changing that law at this moment, but it's possible they could be changing it next year. So that's a resource that you can also use if, you know, you're a victim of a crime and your child or your elderly person was removed from your home. Go to your sheriff's department and ask for these uh, reports. Get them certified because it's, it's got to be a cynic a seal on it in order for us to use it in Congress because we have to prove they're genuine from that sheriff's department. And if your case was uh, before 2019, you'll have to con uh, contact your capital 
of the state you live in, you have to contact the inspector general's office to get that abuse report because they were at that point over DCF and children and family. So that's some resources that you're going to need to use in order to get those reports. So uh, we're going to be doing the petition. Our assistant is working on doing the slides. We've had such a, a great turnout with pictures. She's working hours getting our pictures. So keep bringing the pictures, folks. Um, we're going to go ahead as soon as uh, the assistant tells me she's got these three hours that she's going to be uh, uh, uploading them. Once we know that is cleared, then we're going to start uh, announcing the petition. So start looking at our Facebook business page, USA Guardianship Task Force, because it will be up and running very shortly, and start signing the signature. Uh, if you want to be a part of being a uh, testify in Congress, you have to do several things in order for us to assist you. You have to give us a certified court order with a seal on it that's mandatory that proves that she was a victim in a guardianship case because we have to prove to these senators and legislations you are a true victim because they will be start asking us like a week or two before the hearing if we make the 100,000 signatures. I'll have to go through a pre-investigation uh, pre uh, period, they told me, where I will have to have this documentation or they will not let these people uh, testify. So. I need a certified copy of the court order that the judge signed to put the word under a guardianship. I'm not looking for your evidence. I'm not worried about your evidence. I just need that court order. Um, a lot, and the reason I'm putting the victims on exhibit list is because a lot of people, Marty, is going through civil litigations at this time, and they're going through criminal uh, litigations, and they're still got uh, their cases under investigation. So I have to protect the, these litigations. And the attorneys that I'm going to have to be working with so what we're going to do to protect these litigations going on and impending status for investigation is we're going to put them in exhibit list. The only person that's going to see the exhibit list is us and the investigators that's going to request these exhibit lists and these court orders in Congress. Those are the only two people that will be seeing this list. The people will be notified once we get on the dockets to be heard. You know, we'll go through all screenings and stuff at that point. Um, I guess the FBI background check to make sure that we're not criminals going into uh, these, these uh, Congress building and stuff. So they're, they're going to give me all the information I'm going to have to have. But right now they said all I'm going to need is I have to prove uh, certified documentation. I'm only needing the court orders at this time. Uh, you'll probably have to have to get into any federal building, they told me. You have to have a, uh, a yellow star put on your driver license or you will not be permitted to come in any federal building, they told me. So I need everyone to understand if you do not have an ID or a driver license that has that yellow sticker, you'll not be able to get into the federal building. So that's what we're doing. We're fixing the launch. And a lot of things that we're going to be discussing in the petition is I'm going to be opposing a Congress bill. That's one of the things I have to do to get into Congress. Uh, I'm going to be posing their bills, and I'm going to be stating why I'm posing the bill, and I'm going to have to have the evidence for it. So that's why I'm telling the people I need that certified copy of the court order. At, at a later date, the people are going to have to provide autopsies. I'm going to have to work with their attorneys, what I'm allowed to present and what I'm not allowed to present, because if they're still in pending litigation, I'm limited on what I'm allowed to introduce into Congress. So I have to be very cautious and work with all the uh, victims' attorneys, and if they don't have attorneys, we have to be very careful because they eventually get attorney. So uh, all records will be concealed. So if you have any uh, questions, just let me know and stop me. So um, 
what's really uh, good, what's happened to the stars, but it's bringing awareness like Britney Spears, Wendy Williams, uh, Nicole Nicholas. These are three victims. And there's many, many more, I'm sure. I just don't have their names. I do apologize. And so what we're going to be doing in this petition is I'm going to be exposing how the doctors are able to access your account because I've investigated this for three years. I've discovered their ins and outs, and that will be on the complaint. And, it'll, and you know, I'll be able to support everything I'm saying, of course. I've always have. Uh, how these doctors are able to target certain people when they don't target other people. So there's a little... There's a little system that the doctors are using in order to target, and then they use the attorneys to go ahead and petition. So we have great resources. We've investigated for three years. We feel that we're confident we're going to win these cases because we have enough evidence, powerful evidence, to, to bring down the house. So this is going to bring change. It's going to protect every United States citizen, and this is what we want. Uh, we're going to have other organizations testify, doctors, expert doctors, um, you know, through different fields. Uh, bring in. We've had doctors say, you know, Peggy, I'd like to, to come on board to testify, to prove how these victims were treated, to prove certain elements. And we're also going to be asking since the courts are de facto, which means they violated every uh, statutory law, they violated every administration law, they violated every common law, they violated the Constitution uh, laws to protect us. So what we're going to do is be able to prove that, and we're asking for compensations for these victims that, you know, we can prove that the courts are, are committing these crimes under the judicial uh, immunity clause. We have like 10 clauses that we're going to also be asking for Congress to remove. We have justifications why they need to be removed to protect the public. So there's a lot going on that we're doing. We're fighting. We're working. We're getting our teams lined up to go into battle. Uh, and we're going to need as many victims as we can. And I would like to tell all viewers, just because your case may not be selected to go to Congress to hearing, because we're only allowed a certain amount of uh, people that we're allowed to bring, they said, you're just as important as the people that will be testifying. I assure you, if your name is on my exhibit list and you provide us these court documents, we will be asking for settlements. We will have to talk to the attorneys because we're going to try to get legislation, Congress, to write new bills to give other remittances on how they could pay other victims out of other funds since the courts are defective. We have to prove this. Uh, so there's a lot going on. This is something new that we're trying, and we have enough evidence to support that the courts are, are completely broken. So, you know, we pay taxes, and, you know, this is tax fraud when you um, – when a judge in a probate steals your assets, when a judge puts you as a vacation litigant or, or a judge puts you as contempt, when you're just trying to, uh, to provide evidence, admissible evidence into court to prove your case, and the judge is blocking you, but yet she is taking federal funds, and they are making higher salaries off of you, but yet you're, you're denied equal access to the courts. They're still getting that money. You follow me, Marty? So that's tax fraud. When yeah. they are not allowing yeah. people to testify, that's tax fraud. So we're going to be getting them on different levels, and they can't deny this. So that's why it's important that we've been studying a lot of cases, and we can get them on tax fraud, perjury, uh, obstruction of justice, RICO. These cases are all RICO. A due process, that's the due process they violated. The Constitution, 
uh, it goes on and on on all night. I could go on with you. Case yes. R. Rico. And a little bit, I want to go back to, to that Senate Bill 1032 and explain to your viewers that why it's so important to write a letter to uh, Governor Ron DeSantis and oppose it because he's fixing to write executive order. So I'm asking you to veto that bill because what's going to happen is like if you uh, if you spend any time in Florida, I think a minimum is three days. And like if you have any kind of friends or connections, what they can do, say you end up getting hurt on the beach and have to go to the hospital, you may end up uh, getting petitioned for a guardianship when you don't even live in that state. And then what they can do once that petition gets uh, uh, filed, they can go over your assets if this Senate bill does pass. So it's a very dangerous Senate bill. Please read it. Uh, we need to veto that. They're overreaching. The Florida legislation is overreaching uh, by trying to get jurisdiction to all states now. So, you know, and like with the hearings, you know, they're wanting to do hearings when you don't even live in their state. And that's the H.R. 845. Please read that bill. And if you have anything and you, you're concerned and you just don't understand, well, I, my statements, ask me, Peggy, tell me what paragraph you read this. Tell me what section. I'll be glad to do that, but I, I can't do that tonight because we have so much to go over what we're doing. So, you know, that's some resources that you can do because I want you to understand you need to veto these bills to protect your families and your assets because in about another 12 months, if all these bills do go through, you're not going to be owning land anymore. You're not going to control your own life. You're not going to be able to have access. It's going to go straight through the courts. And a lot of these courts we've been investigating, they have their own trust company, which judges and attorneys own these companies. So it goes, it's like kickbacks. Anti-kickbacks, they're called. So it's a very dangerous system they got set up for us, and we need to demolish it. And we need to they're, – they're doing too much overreach, the legislation is, and we need to stop it. Well, you know, Peggy, uh, that's one of the things I've kind of harped on just a little bit. There is – no matter which way you turn in guardianship, somebody's making money. Every time a motion is brought before that hearing examiner, because this is a tribunal – they cannot um, call it um, a court of law, so that isn't a judge sitting up there. A judge, by definition, deals with law. This is a hearing examiner or a ministerial clerk who is contracted to the same agencies you are battling, and they're paid by them. Plus, every time a motion is brought, they get a percentage of the value of the estate is paid right off the top to them, and this can happen over and over and over again. There is so much money coming in. Uh, people, I've heard people try to cut this down and say, well, you know, there's a, a lot of work involved in this. When a guardian can go three years and not see somebody they're supposed to be looking out for, I'm sorry, somebody's not doing their job. How can you make medical decisions? Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And um, so, you know, there's need to be cleaned up and fixed. Limiting the number of guardians or wards that a guardian can have. By the way, the legal definition of the word ward is prisoner, and this is a hostage situation. This it should be why you can't use Title 18 uh, kidnapping against these people. I want to know. Well, and, if you really but, study that ahead. Senate Bill 30, uh, 1032, Marty, I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. That's but right. it's very important. I wanted to add in that if this passes, if they kidnap you across state lines, 
the, the FBI won't do anything to the, the kidnappers because, you know, you were in their jurisdiction. And if they write this yeah. bill, it allows them to take other people from other states. So they're going to be able to get by with that that way. Yeah. Yep. I just, you know, it just, it, they're, they're doing so much stuff. But, you know, it was brought up to me by someone here a couple years ago. One person in the community, just on Social Security, can generate as much as a million dollars in fees and services, state and federal funding. I mean, we're walking cash cows. Exactly. And then they get That's the why the country's yeah. so broke. Yes. And this is, like I say, this is a hostage situation. When you are taken against your will, isolated, you can't be around your friends, your family, you can't have a phone, you can't do this, you can't do that. This is a hostage situation. And like I say, look up the word <laughs> ward, it means prisoner. That's you are correct. A, a prisoner in this system. And it's like when they call your children wards of the state, they are prisoners of the state. And... um so, you know, think about that when you're dealing with all of this. And we've got just a packed house here tonight, Peggy. Now, if anybody listening in wants to ask Peggy a question, hit that number one. You may have to hang up and call back in to do it. I'm not sure how this works anymore. But number one, to flag me, and I'll get you on with her. So we'll go on from there. Go ahead, Peggy. And then we want to talk about the – we're going to be working with the Senate Bill 1349 – uh, that's the Guardianship okay. Accountability Act, okay, in the state of Florida. Now, the governors okay. from Congress, uh, senators, they all came to Florida, and they were telling the, the representatives there, the Senate and the House, that once once they do this data research uh, with the people, uh-huh. they're not going to allow the public to have access to their data. So there's not right. going to be no transparency or nobody accountability. So where is this, right. this information going to be going to? You know, uh, yeah. they're collecting and publishing right. information for use of individual subjects of guardianship, courts, state and local governments, and community organizations. I want to say that because your information is going to be shared between the courts, state, local governments, and community organizations, which I think should be a breach of confidential. That's mm-hmm. just my personal belief. Right. Uh, you know, there's a lot of discrepancy and there's a lot of fraud that can be committed with this data research yes. they're doing. Okay. Peggy, we've got two callers on. Um, area code 727 will take first, and then we'll get to 317. Area code 727, you're live and on the air with Peggy. Hello. How are you doing? Hi, Good. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Um, this is me, right? 72724. I can't hear. Uh-oh. I can't either. Speak up, please. It's very hard to hear. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah now we can. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so I had two two questions. In terms of contact information to, to speak to you and all, guys, and then went over okay. really I'm quick getting right and I wasn't able to write it down. Excuse me, I don't know if you're walking away from your phone, but I can't hear you. Yeah. Is that better? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay, I was that's saying, a in terms better. of contact information for you guys, um, you guys can hear me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In, in terms of contact information, for it relatively quickly, I wasn't able to write it down. I was seeing if you could go over that again. Our contact, you can read. Uh, you can locate us on uh, 
Facebook business page, USA Guardianship Task Force, LLC. Citizens Guardianship Task Force. Yes. Yeah. And then we have USA a USA Citizens Guardianship Task Force. Go ahead, Betty. I'm sorry. We always forget the citizens part. <laughs> so USA Citizens Guardianship Task Force? Yes. All right. Perfect. Okay. And I guess my second right. question is, uh, uh, hello? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I believe I saw this when I was watching one of the uh, the House or Senate committees uh, on that bill. And um, um, I think it was, it was in, within the past couple of days. So as you might know, there was a guardianship task force down here in Florida. Um, and one of the big things that um, they were pushing, especially kind of on the guardianship side, um, but I also I agree with everyone across the board. I think it's important is getting metrics on guardians. Um, but I, I did notice in the bill, just like you said, when they were explaining it, that it would only be available to the judiciary. Um, it would not be available to the public. And I, I was I think that's something that the guardianship task force. I don't know if if, if they're on this call or we can reach out to them. I know a couple of them. I don't think that's necessarily what they intended. Because if you're meeting with advocates and everything in the guardianship task force in Florida, and that's one of the, I guess it was the number one thing that they agreed to, there should be more metrics and data on these guardianships. I don't think the guardianship task force said, but yeah, all you, you guys are the ones who got the data and nobody else. And I, I thought that was a, an interesting little way how they, they slipped it in to have everyone agree on something, yet at the same time, yeah. the ball's in their court. Yes. Okay. Right. Let's move on here. Area code. That regularly happens. I'm sorry? Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to move on to the next caller. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did area code 317. I, I do think what he was saying was important because he's talking about the task force, the guardianship task force, and we're USA Citizens Guardianship Task Force. Our missions are totally different. We, do, we don't say bad things about other advocacy groups, hey, but their mission is different. Our, our mission is to abolish these unconstitutional uh, bills that are being passed. explain something about the, the task force in Florida out of Pinehouse County the gentleman's talking about. That is run by the state, and what they're doing is they're taking victims and they're collecting data on these victims' complaints. And it's destroying their litigation, okay? Uh, it's not to really help the victims because if you look at any of the victims that goes through that process, then you see that new legislation has been done to, to uh, correct what they missed in, in uh, concealing uh, the victim's harm, you know. Uh, so they're do, basically they're doing data research on victims' cases. They take that data research, the task force in Florida does, and they go to the legislature, the senators will say, okay, we need to do a legislation so this loophole is concealed so the, that person can't sue the state. So I would recommend, personally, do not go to these task force because they use that data to protect the state of Florida that does not protect you folks. So you need to consult a licensed attorney. Do not go to the task force. Our company, and that's why everything that we do is 
to protect the victims. Like Peggy said, the names and stuff that will go on the petition will go into an exhibit list that won't be exposed. We do not want to harm anyone in their litigation. Exactly. And we also have victims that's out there that, you know, victims has contacted the FBI because their loved ones have been missing in the system. So we have to protect these victims at all costs. So we will not be sharing our evidence with anyone or discussing outside of our attorneys what's going on with our victims, our clients. Okay. All right. Gotcha. So let's move on to the next one. we got two more callers after this one. Um, area code 317. You're live and on the air. Thank you very much. I'm so thankful that you're covering Senate Bill 1032 and the companion bill, House Bill 845, which we have been working to alert people to because it nationalizes and internationalizes guardianship. And as you've indicated, the hub of all of this would be the Florida probate court. Now, it authorizes the bill we're passed It authorizes the court to request from any state, any territory, any possession of the United States, and any country in the world to hold a hearing produce evidence, get an evaluation or assessment, investigate a person involved in a proceeding. That would mean that anyone in any capacity somehow tangentially involved in a proceeding could be investigated. And it also says that it would authorize the release of medical, financial, criminal, or other relevant information from another state, country, etc., including protected health information. This is just incredibly invasive. Now, some of the things that they list that they that the probate court can have access to again from anyone in any state or country would be voting registration so they automatically know your party that you normally vote for your tax returns your vehicle registration your driver's license your social relationships and receipt of services and, That's it correct. Is, and it is retroactive. It says, the very last line, this act applies to new and existing guardianship proceedings on or after July 1, 2022. So if you have an existing guardianship proceeding on that date, no matter when that was started, it is retroactive. And they can... Uh, collect your information, investigate you, no matter which state you are in. Okay, the thing is, that violates the U.S. Constitution, which prohibits what they call ex post facto laws. In other words, you can't 
you can't pass laws that are retroactive. Um, so you'd need a good constitutional attorney on that. We have got callers lined up coming out the years here. Um, was there anything else you wanted to share with the girls? Yes. Um, it is. It violates Florida's judicial canons and allows judges to do their own research and investigations anytime they feel like it in a guardianship case. Whereas the existing canons, Judicial Canon 3, says that um, a judge must not independently investigate facts in a case and must consider only the evidence presented. And this bill authorizes a judge to present his own evidence, collect his own evidence, and that is exactly the opposite of what the current canons allow. And there are wow. many other uh, parts of the bill that are dangerous. This gives jurisdictional authority to a probate judge in Florida anywhere in the world. That's correct. In foreign countries as well. Yep. Yep. It, it, it actually says in the text that um, a guardian appointed in any other state or country may maintain or defend any action in this state, meaning Florida, and a court of this state, meaning Florida, may treat a foreign country as if it were a state of the United States for purposes of applying this part. Unbelievably against our, our entire system of jurisdictional law in this country. I agree 100%. That's why I've been telling Marty for months with her viewers to please oppose this bill because they're going international now. It's very dangerous. Oh, yeah. And, and, and um, these two bills um, that we're talking about, they're being endorsed by three Democrats and three Republicans. Oh, no, oh, They're supported okay. by Dan Burgess is the sponsor of Senate Bill 1032. And he is, unbelievably, the former immediate past executive director of the Department of Veterans Affairs in the state of Florida. This bill will persecute our poor veterans because, by and large, a large percentage of our current wards in Florida are veterans. And this will just expand the powers and the deprivations of life and liberty to our veterans. We have 1.5 million veterans in Florida, and every veteran organization should be vehemently opposed to this. We have veterans now lying in bed in Florida without the right to even see their own wives. They are not allowed to see their wives. They are not allowed to communicate with their families, etc. So it, no. it has gotten very, very ugly for our poor veterans, and most of us love our veterans. Oh. Yes. All right, we yes. need to move on here. 
Thank um, you for coming on. Yes. Thank you. Very well. Thank you. Yeah. We have tons of callers lined up here, so we'll just do them as they come. 727 area code. Okay. I'm not waiting. Okay. Area code 770. Uh, Hi. This is Becky Harbor. How are you? Good. How you doing, Becky? I'm doing all right. Listen, um, I want to ask uh, Betty and Peggy a question. At what point did you know about the Senate bill that's currently that you're currently talking on, and how did you find out? Uh, you know, I've been a lobbyist for several years. I've been investigating guardianship abuse. Uh, I knew about that uh, several months, and I went immediately to Marty's show to let her viewers know because a lot of her viewers do travel from uh, to Florida to through other states. So immediately, I notified her viewers and other. Uh, radio talk shows, I went on to notify the public what was going on, and I immediately started contacting the Senate and the House, and I started opposing the bill and asking the Governor Ron DeSantis to veto these two bills, and they were very dangerous. And I also did a proposed order for the House, which they requested me to do, is why did I oppose the bill? So I gave them about 20-page report of why I'm opposing that bill to protect the people of Florida in the United States because that Florida bill will af- affect every state in the United States if it gets passed. Okay, so the, my question is, is that about two weeks ago, I contacted Betty, and she didn't know anything about the bill and directed your phone number over to myself, and I got a text from you, and I'm on your side 100%. I'm right there with you. I don't want to sound negative, but you sent me back a text and told me that you only deal with North Carolina residents, uh, and you mentioned contributions. Unfortunately, I don't have that text to read it verbatim. It's on a phone that is in the shop. But I just this is my question to you. I just have this one question, is that which way is it? Because I really wanted to work with you on this bill, and I was told that you only dealt with North Carolina. Okay. I am a lobbyist in North Carolina. I deal with clients. But I am allowed to go federal level if I choose to, which I decided since there's such an epidemic out there and clients are reaching me all over the United States, me and Betty and Karen Federici, my other business partners, we decide to go federal level to expose what is going on to help other victims in other states since nobody else will do that for them. So this is a pro bono that we are doing And there is a fee that every client will have to pay to get in to testify, which is a a requirement us going to the lobbyists. They have to pay us. I don't know what it's going to be yet because it depends on what they set the fees. I don't set the fees. It could be $50 or it could be $500. I won't know until they come back and tell me. I understand that. I mean, I just, I'm just confused as why when I reached out to you, and the reason that I reached out to you is I know your history in Florida. So you were a number one person that I went to, and I'm just confused on why you're saying to reach out to you now when two weeks ago you said you only help North Carolina. But listen, I'm on your side. I'm here to work with you, not against you. I just, you know, I just, I just wanted to bring that up that I'm confused by the mixed message here. Well, like I said before, Mrs. Harper, we are North Carolina lobbyists. We do work with clients solely here, but we can choose and decide when we want to go on the federal level. And we decided since we have an epidemic of uh, corruption all over the United States, 
and that victims' families are being killed or murdered in human sex trafficking, we decided to help these victims. So that is why you got the messages, which is correct. We are North Carolina lobbyists, and we will do North Carolina clients, but we're doing a special pro bono this time to help other clients. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for calling in. Okay. Now we've got area code 239. Area code 239. Okay, we'll I'm, skip that one. Okay, area code 727. 727? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? All right. Yes. I think people are confused because, all right, I think people are confused because it's the phone that I'm still muted. So my name is Sue Melendi, and I'm in Pinellas County, and one thing I would implore people to do Please do not combine these two bills as though they are Siamese twins because they they are completely independent of each other. My experience has been with a pilot program that I initiated with the clerk of courts, Ken Burke, with my colleague, Hillary Hogue. And Ken has really done a lot to step up, and he initiated the Florida Task Force. The Florida Task Force is not a state-run organization. Ken Burke and the clerks of courts initiated the task force. There are members like Hillary Hogue that are completely on a volunteer basis. I went to every task force meeting. I spoke at the end of every task force meeting. Um, I've had the displeasure of being involved in guardianship with my nine 93-year-old father. Um, but let me be clear with the two bills. I am adamantly against the jurisdiction bill. It is very far-reaching. To Becky's point, it is retroactive. If successful, it will go into effect this July. But it's my understanding that it doesn't even have a House bill as of yet. It only has a Senate bill, and without both, its own uh, early death anyway. But I'm not really going to get into that so much as this tracking bill. This is not something that is some, uh, you know, backdoor approach to tracking Pinellas County in the state of Florida currently has no tracking. We're volunteers, and we've been working on this for many years. We're not getting paid. We're not lobbyists. I have a meeting with Jeff Brandis tomorrow. I spoke with uh, Senator Rousson the other day. I'm on a first-name basis with these people. The volunteers helped Charlie Crist and Nancy Mace write a bill about tracking when they take over your Social Security. This data bill is a start to say, like any problem, until you can look at it and measure it and have data to analyze, we, we don't know how many guardians. We don't know how many AIPs. We don't know how many wards. So to, so, so to paint this bill to be a negative thing when we have worked for two years to get this point to even have this on the table, and we're talking with House of Representatives people every day, senators every day, we have victims going up like Becky to, to talk about her, her husband that she lost. This is something that us victims and families and volunteers have fought very hard for, and it does not need to be thrown in with the jurisdiction bill, and it should not be given a negative connotation because unless you've been involved in the task force, in the trenches every day, writing these bills, I don't know why. Where have all these volunteers been for the last two years to be at our task force meetings? to speak at the end of the meetings. And now, instead of volunteers and advocates pulling together and knowing what these bills are about, 
we're just lumping them together and making all these negative comments. I can't believe this. No wonder we don't get anything positive well, through the legislature. Well, the, you know what? Hold up there. Um, you're doing the negative commenting for one thing, just because their opinion and take on these bills is different than yours. Um, the idea that you went and testified again and again and again and again and again in front of this task force and the House and the Senate and whomever, it makes no difference. Were they listening to you? Nah. Um, and you've got to yes, stop they have with the telling That's your story. The no, they're not. They're going to pull the rug out from under you like they do every time. This is exactly what they're going to do. That attitude's not going to help anybody. I mean, we have volunteers no. that spend every day advocating it's for this cause. It's not the attitude. It's the facts that's in the bill that will harm the victims and the families. That is the fact that we're going to get I across. I am a victim. We're not going to I am a victim. in these Senate bills. And another thing, these two Senate bills, I clearly will state, I do not uh, I clearly state the Senate Bill 1032 is the Florida Guardianship Jurisdiction Act. And I oppose that. And I oppose the Senate Bill H.R. 845, which is a jurisdiction for guardianship proceedings. I don't run them both in together. You are misrepresenting what we're saying tonight. Well, I, I can't believe that the data collection would have any negative connotation. And for, okay, for now, people to feel thing, Let me interfere for a second. The data collection would be great interfere. if it was transparent to the public. But they are not going to allow it. The senators both voted not to allow the public access. So how is that transparent to the victims and the families? It's not. Okay. It needs if, you've tracked, it if you've tracked any bill through the House and the Senate, a bill that you want to get through is never perfect. It's never everything you want. It is a jumping off point. It is a starting point. You have to give and take to get the bill through. That's what the committee you know, do. Uh, That's the why it goes through all uh, this I had an advocate some, some big shot to tell me here over a bill that passed, what was it, in 2019, the Elder Justice and Protection Act, which was nothing of the kind, was a reiteration, federal bill, reiteration of state and federal laws against wire fraud and you know mail fraud and things like that against seniors. Smack in the middle of that bill was a 54-item list that they were going to further empower and fund. These are the very agencies we fight, the very organizations we fight, the elderly. And I had a supposed oh, supreme advocate, um, only in his own mind, tell me, well, I'll take what I can get. My point is, you got nothing. Are you happy with that? And that's what's going and, on with these bills. And right it, now we're it, at you a got point where we have we have to protect our elderly and disabled and non-disabled people. We don't have time to let things be, just be passed because it's something in legislation. No, we need to hold these people accountable, and they need right. to protect the citizens, and they need to uphold the Constitution. I don't hear anyone talking about the Constitution. Yeah. It's very you can't say, me. oh, it's just not perfect while we have loved ones being murdered. Murdered. Human sex trafficking. Murdered. Why are you shouting? Why are you shouting? Could We're talking about like my 93-year-old father. Oh, my God. I, I, what kind of a show? You're talking over each other. Oh, get out we, of here. We're, we're working uh, on the bill every color day. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not doing you good enough to Yes. Yeah. All right, area code 786. Did you have a That's question or comment? Me. 
Yeah. Hi. You? Hi, Marty Oakley. This is Marcy Friedman. Hi, hi Peggy. And hey, hi, Betty. Hello. <laughs> I've been wanting to come to the show, and I wanted to bring some light into this. They are trying okay. to vote that the accountability would not be revealed to the public because I went to the Senate and I spoke against that bill. They are, and it is my opinion and factual experience that I was there, that they are trying to get get rid of our alienable rights. They want to strip them away and and, and very, they're not supposed to be making these bills and taking away our rights. They're not giving enough time to the public to become totally aware and then object the bill if that's what they choose because that is our constitutional right. So in my opinion, all those laws should be really stripped away because in my opinion, alienable rights are illegal. And it's, exactly. it is, they're passing laws exactly. that are they're not you. supposed to be doing this. They are taking that's away our constitutional rights. I'm Cuban. I come from a communist country, and I felt like I experienced a nightmare all over again. Our parents, oh, wow. I know that we're all hurt. I lost my mother five months ago. Sorry she was that. a, a um, prisoner, had more rights than my mother did. And I'm her only so daughter in next of ten. So they, so what they're doing, were, I agree with Betty. I don't think Congress and the Senate are going to do whatever they want. But when a group of advocates go to speak because of our experiences, what has happened to my mother, to Sue, you know, to everybody, and then they don't even allow you to speak more than three minutes. I mean, that um, Ray Contreras was on, and the Senator Eliana Garcia said, you have three minutes. No, you have two minutes. No, sir, you have 30 seconds. What is That's that? That's so disrespectful. Not just that. I believe, because I've been doing a little bit of a research, that the Senate and the Congress have rules to obey that that if every bill has 30 minutes, let's say, for public speaking, and there's only five or three victims like we were, then it should get divided by 10 minutes apiece if it's 30 minutes. But they're not doing that. Marcy, uh, to give you a thumbs up, you have to request additional minutes if you think that you need additional minutes. Barbara Barbara Stone and I, and Barbara is is a lawyer, she yes, I know her. tried to email them, and they would. She would say we thought we were going to have 15 people, and they never, uh, they never gave it to us. As a matter of fact, they even took us out of the email list. So she's got the email thread. They're not allowing it. This is a fact. So if they're doing this type of things. We already have been victimized. Our parents have been victimized. We have been depleted of our constitutional rights. 
the right of liberty and freedom and due process. And if they're doing that in front of our faces, then what is, what, can you expect something good out of that bill? No, I don't think so. No. And if you would look and see what other bills are on the table, that it's referring to the medical rights of the COVID. Well, it does it does say guardianship in there, so you need to start reading those bills because they're going on the table, and they haven't made it to the governor's desk yet. It's very dangerous. And when people come on Marty's show and they start trying to down water what I'm saying, it makes me so angry because this is our life we're talking about, our freedoms here. And that task force that this lady is volunteering, she needs to educate herself. Maybe she's not being paid, but who she's working with are judges and they are attorneys that are being paid by the state to take those victims' information and go back and analyze the legal strategies on how to write legislation so they don't have liabilities and the victims are left being victimized. And I'm not going to have no one bully me. I'm very aggressive and I will defend these victims of ours. You know, it's well, not going to so work I this mean, way. I, I think Peggy, you know, and I, and I know Sue and she's a very nice lady and, and I know that she's going through a lot because of, of her uh, father. And I am sure she feels like she has the best intentions because she's honorable and when you are an honest person you automatically think that most people will be and but but going to Tallahassee with Barbara Stone she educated me because she has a deeper understanding of the law because she's a lawyer herself and her mother was murdered through this uh, horrific um, system that happened to her. So she explained to me that if everybody Googles alienable rights, it's the universal law. No one can take away your freedom, your, 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 your rights to live of liberty. So these bills are being passed when they're not supposed to be doing this for, for me or other people. And of course they don't want us to speak because they know that we've been educated on it. And, and most that, people don't know that. It's, it's when correct. you go to legislation, they have to by law record every hearing. So that is admissible evidence that's being entered in. Say if you went and you was able to uh, enter your evidence in, they have to record that on board. They don't want to record the evidence being presented to the legislation because then they have to do something about it. So they will bypass, stop you talking, not allow evidence in, because then they can get by with doing the bills they're doing. And so they're overreaching the constitutional rights. They're overreaching the statute laws, the administration laws, the common laws, they're not even following. That's already in the books. We have, exactly. we have a de facto court system and a government that needs to be held accountable. It's time we spoke up. We're not going to sugarcoat this no longer, folks. It's time we speak right. professionally, of course, but get to the point. All right. We've got well, Marcy, hold on here because we got two more callers I want to get in okay. before we close up. So hang on here. Um, hold on, if I can get this fired up. Area code 352. You're live and on the air. Hello, this is uh, Ray Contreras. Yes. Can everyone hear Hi, me? Hi, Ray. Hi. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I just went to Tallahassee these last couple of weeks. I spoke at several uh, committee hearings. The first was the appointment of the Elders Affairs Office Secretary. This will be three different secretaries in three years. Okay. Um, that just shows how much, you know, how bad the situation is in Florida. This new person they put in, in this position is a PR person. She's got no experience in medical, legal. She used to run a water park that's been abolished and being turned into apartments. I mean, it's it's a it's a complete joke. I went and spoke in front of all the senators telling her that her resume shows no respect to our elderly in Florida and that we need someone better that's willing to challenge the Florida bar, you know, the justices, the DC, you know, the DCF, you know, the whole thing. So I spoke out against that. Last week I also spoke out against the bill where they wanted to seal all the records as far as the elders affair complaints. They wanted to seal all the photographic evidence, video depositions. I mean, Basically, all they want to do is generate this little report back to the family, which which has been a joke for all of us. And I've, mm-hmm. uh, I I spoke with Doug Frank. We made, we made a pretty good difference, and ten people changed their mind and voted against That's the bill, which was a good thing. But yeah, wasn't yeah. enough. Uh, I do well, want to say that everyone that's been on the call. Yeah, I know it's a start. I do want to say that everyone that's been on the call so far. Um, I, I completely respect them. I think everybody has brought a good. Um, angle to all this as far as the uh, data bill where it tracks the guardians i think it's a good bill to find out how many wards each one of them has on the other side i know that there's a, a supplement bill that makes that database private from the public i'm against that i think the public has a right to know how many wards each one of these guardians has and how many counties are operating it i agree the one thing the one thing i want to leave everybody with is the other thing i covered recently was something called the elderly fatality team and I was pretty shocked to find it. And what it is is exactly what it sounds like. It's a group of lawyers, state attorneys, local police, um, DCF people, where they're going to go and investigate why our parents and grandparents are dying. And they're going to find out whether this is something related with the hospital, whether it's a nursing home, whether it's a professional guardian. The problem is that the lady who sponsored this bill, her name is Senator Gibson, she got so much backlash from the nursing homes and the hospitals and the guardians that they didn't want this information to be made public. So there's now a new bill this session where they're trying to say that all their discoveries from this elderly fatality team shall remain sealed forever. Right. Wow. Me, what is that Senate bill? I don't have to look it up. <laughs> no, it's off my head, but we'll definitely just look it up. It's called elderly fatality team down here in Florida. And that's something that we can explore. I mean, if you want to, if you want to find a hole to get at them, that's one way to get at them because that's them admitting that they know there's a huge problem. And like I'll I heard some of the that. people earlier saying that they know there's a huge problem, but they want to keep running the system while people are dying. It's kind of like saying like if Boeing makes an airplane that crashes, they want to keep flying the airplane regardless of how many times it crashes and kills people. You know, the federal okay. government should step in and really ground this and stop our loved ones from getting killed by the system. Yeah. And they also should stop forcing people into these uh, guardianships because it's, it's overreaching to force us to contract and we don't want to. But one thing I think you guys can pick on, if you guys can pick on that elderly fatality team and start prying at it and being like, this is you guys committing to this problem. I will look into that. Thank you for and letting us And I'll be going to Tallahassee that. next week. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll be there. It's only a three-hour drive for me, so I plan on going there maybe every week or every other week, so. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm sure we'll meet one day, Ray. Thank you for all the information. Sure.
Hello. 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 Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear? Hello. I don't know who's on. Uh, I'm on. Is the is the program over? No, ma'am. How are you doing tonight? Fine, thank God. I have already uh, spoken. Okay, Marty. Ray, did you have any questions for me or Betty? Uh, no, I just hope you guys can get more involved in Florida. We definitely could use your help. Um, if you guys are lobbyists we, and you guys know the, 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 way, the way of the land, I guess, <laughs> to get us to meet with more. We definitely will be um, uh, getting involved in Florida. Oh, we really appreciate it then. Thank You're you. very welcome. Thank you. Ray, I'll give you Peggy's information. I have it. Thank you. Yes. Hello? Ray, you can, yes. Ray can write our telephone number if you would like to. Uh, our oh, one thing I wanted to number. mention, you mentioned about um, people getting killed. Um, I just wanted yes. uh, I just found these news out. I just found out these news today. <laughs> my my stepfather was Pete Beatty. Um, you know, he died horrifically, of course. His, his grandson, which was a trustee, died mysteriously 30 days later. I just found I'm out. I spoke with his, I, I just spoke with his daughter today. She said that um, his death is, is, a, is, is a complete mystery, how he died. And we found out that he signed the will on October 20th. He was found dead mm-hmm. the next day. And oh we know goodness. that on oh, October wow. 20th, he said that he was going to go fire his lawyer. He told my mother that. Uh-oh. And uh, he told his daughter that. And when he went to go meet with his lawyer, instead a will was generated. And the following day, he was found dead. Oh, my wow. God. Too many Christmas. That's bizarre. Well, you know, one of the things his daughter, on my his daughter is currently is um, his daughter is currently living a nightmare. Did they say mm-hmm. it caused the, the death? No, no one knows yet. Okay, they're doing an autopsy, correct? They did the autopsy, but it's a mystery. They're saying he had fentanyl in his system, but it didn't seem like an overdose. Yeah. Wow. I'll be getting experts to evaluate that. Yeah. We um here on my channel we do a show every other Wednesday on on betrayed by hospice and there's a big site on Facebook called murdered by hospice. They since they passed Obamacare and by the way this was basically this part of the bill was basically built by Republicans so I don't want to hear about the damn Democrats none of them are any good as far as I'm concerned but anyway um, hospice went from being the Good Samaritan to being the Grim Reaper, and they got $11.5 billion of cash to convert their services. They are killing people on a daily basis, uh, over-drugging them, uh, won't treat urinary tract infections. They drug them to the point that they are basically almost in a coma, and then tell the family, they found out of you drugged them so bad they can't. And... But they are taking them out at a fast rate, and this is a money-making deal, 30000 just under 30000 per bed. And they can turn that bed three times in a month. And oh so there is no, yeah, there is no um, mercy there whatsoever. This is about making money. And everything that we talk about is about the trafficking 
of the elderly and the sick and even now our children are being trafficked by our government and yeah. the end of the Very month. Disturbing. Our elderly need to take that birth battle. We had a case that just broke in Florida from Adam Walser. He did a great story on a man that got locked up in a hospital for over a year while they Uh billed his Medicare over one point something million dollars. And they were over medicating him when they, when they did his autopsy, they said he had 10 times the the normal dosages of the medicines they were giving. So they were purposely over drugging him to keep him in the hospital. Yep. Yep. One of the, the reason I ever got into this guardianship thing was when I first started out and I was usually working with agricultural issues was I was asked to interview a lady in New York named Sarah Harvey. And I interviewed her, came off that interview and thought, you lied to me. You, they wouldn't have done this. And it was about her husband had fallen down the stairs at their home, the basement stairs, hit his head on a cement wall, suffered a brain injury. She gets him right to the hospital. They said, he'll be fine. He'll need a little bit of physical therapy, blah, blah, blah. She leaves the hospital, comes back the next morning. There's a guard at the door, an armed guard. He's been guardianized. They were quite well-to-do. He's been guardianized, and she can't see her husband. They held that man for over seven years in um, Chemung County uh, at St. Joseph's Hospital, and they were making $1.2 to $1.5 million a year off him, just straight off the top. And then they tried to take his life. We fought that off, and she got that. But I couldn't believe this stuff was going on. And the more I've gotten into it over these 14 years, uh, it's just, it's like a pack of wolves chasing you. And there are no holds barred. The law means nothing. The law means, humanity means nothing. Uh, Exactly. We have a a government we absolutely cannot trust on any level. And what I have concluded, especially with this faked-up pandemic, is they want rid of as many of us as possible, the elderly first. This, yes, they are. They are out really fast, and that uh, they want rid of us. And so there's several different things going on. I just, you know, it scares me, and I would like to think there was some place you could run away to. But we work with people in Australia and New Zealand and Canada and England and France and Japan, and they're doing the same thing there in those places. We can't run from it. We they have are. to face it all. Yeah. It sounds like genocide. It, it is. Well, yeah, it is. what they did to the Jews. They are doing us exactly like they did to the Jews, the victims. It's disgusting, well, and we have to stop it. When the Nazis first rolled in, the first thing they did any place was they took out the elderly killed them right off the bat. Then they took out educators and entertainers and artists and musicians and all that. They got rid of all of them. But what they did first and foremost, every country they went into, was the elderly. And they would kill them. (laughs) Because, you know, we don't have a life worth living. But when you look at, I call it the European Holocaust, there were almost 22 million people killed during World War II by the Nazis. And they, you know, say six million were Jews, but the rest of them were gypsies and Poles and Czechoslovakians, Ukrainians. Um, There were many millions of people who died, but they were selective about who died. If you could work, you could live. But 
um, chronically ill, you're dead. And this we're seeing. There's, too, there's this certain there's certain places ahead. in Florida that you can go to, and you won't even spot disabled people because they've been taken. They're gone. And exactly. I pointed this out to some of my coworkers, and they started uh, looking around when they go to the stores and stuff, and they, they came back to me and they go, you know what, you're right. Wow. I mean, I, I, you know, a good-sized city, and you don't hardly ever see any disabled people. So um, That's strange. You know, there's, a, there's a lot of disabled people, too, in the system. And there's a lot yes. of veterans disappearing off the street, too, Betty. Yep. And homeless. Yes. Yeah. And they're they're taking the, the fellow I talked about up there in New York, Gary Harvey. They took his Social Security. They took his veterans' retirement. And I even tried to get the VA to intervene on his behalf. He was a ranking officer. They said they didn't have a guardianship program. They couldn't do it. Well, they did. And I told him, yes, you do. And they got really mad and upset, but they wouldn't even intervene. But they, like I say, made off the insurance company. And Medicare, this 1.2 to 1.5 million a year, plus they were taking all of his social benefits from his service and his Social Security and everything. Um, everybody was making money off this man. Everybody, and he laid there and had chronic infections and had 16 surgeries, but they wouldn't tell Sarah what they were for. The last time she got to see him was on a Valentine's Day, and she had to write the guardian a letter and ask if she could see her husband on Valentine's Day. And the guardian writes back, in fact, I actually still have the letter, that she can, but she can only stay 15 minutes. She's allowed to touch his hand once, kiss him on the cheek one time, and then she has to sit in a chair six feet away with an armed guard and a nurse in the room. And if she breaks any of those rules, she'll never see him again. Wow. That's this actually was her more husband. than my mother got. My mother couldn't even touch my stepdad. Oh, my God. That is just so disgusting. If you really know about human trafficking, Ray, that's one of the signs of human trafficking where they isolate the person away from their family so they can control them. So it's very disturbing to do that. I mean, I don't know if you know the story of my family, but it got to the point where there's a court-appointed attorney who's a registered agent for the professional guardian holding a assault rifle at the mediation against my mother and her lawyer, saying that my mother can't be trusted your guardian. And there are two signed oh, affidavits my. to the Florida bar by the lawyers that were representing my mother saying we were assaulted by a court-appointed attorney who works for the guardian. And guess what the Florida bar did? Absolutely nothing. Guess what the judge did? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So well, I think what we need to do is, is – Go to the media and get this these kind of things out because they're living. I mean, these these players are, are, are playing by a different set of rules than the rest of us. They're now they're now showing up with guns and exactly. extorting our families well, to take over everything. They're they're yeah. all different. I was talking about this earlier. I've been watching coming out of the science community for several years now, where they have just about nailed it down. There's at least two, if not three, distinct species of human walking the earth. And like people who are RH negative. And I kept telling people, you know, there's too many of these predator types. There's too many of them. Where are they coming from? How is this happening? There's too many of them. But I think this is what we're looking at. They have no sympathy, no empathy, no compassion, no integrity, no nothing. They're predators. Yeah. And I just got a message from Hillary Hogue. She wants to join the call. She's an amazing uh, advocate down here in Florida. If you guys she can, can. allow her to join. You tell Hillary, I said, go pound sand. 
No, I'll get her off. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, she just texted me too that she wants to come on. Yeah, hang on. She's waiting. She's at a two three nine. Hey, two three nine. There you, she is. Uh, do you guys do you guys know Mary Mary Sykes? Because she put out, she just sent out that the representative Collins and Casey introduced the Guardianship Accountability Act for guardianship reform in Washington, D.C. Have you heard wow. of that? No. Uh-uh. She just put that out. Okay. Yeah, in, in yeah. Washington, in continuation of their efforts to protect seniors and people with disabilities, from abusive guardians, U.S. Senators oh, wow. Susan Collins and Bob Casey from PA, the former and current chairman of the Senate of Aging Committee, introduced the Guardianship Accountability Act. Wow. Oh, I just lost. Just put that out there. Yeah. I just lost Hillary. Okay. Uh-oh. I don't know why. She'll call again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next caller if we have anybody. Or anybody wants to know about the campaign or any of that information. Okay. We've got, let's see, one more. I think, did we get them already? 210? Boy, the board is just loaded, so. girls. Okay, Eric, on 210. Hi, this is Laura. I'm not going to take a lot of time, but I'm glad everybody got on board finally on uh, in on one chat. Um, I was letting someone, um, Phil, attorney Phil Ross in San Antonio, Texas. I let him know last night. My son happened to run into Charlie Thrash's guardian and they were in the same room. My son witnessed the guardian being very abusive, humiliating and making the scene over the ward asking her for $5. $5. And she humiliated him and said, I'm above your mother and I am not giving you $5. So I just want to let you know that this is happening in Texas. And uh, I spoke to attorney Phil Ross, and he just let me know it's only a matter of time before she gets caught. It's only a matter of time. But the governor of Texas knows what's happening to Charlie Thrash's case, and I'm asking everybody, everybody to please go on the Texas Governor Greg Abbott's website and just drop a line. It's very simple. All we want is for you to say, free Charlie Thrash and return him to Laura. Thank you, guys. Good night. Thank you, Good night. Thank you, Laura. Yeah, boy, we are packed up here, kids. Um, let's see, where are we at? Uh, we did Hillary that one. We did again. that one. Yeah, I'm looking for Hillary. I don't see her. We've got just, oh, my um, Lord. She's got a 239 number. Okay. All right, we just got a few minutes here. Okay, Hillary. Hey, Marty. How are you? Thank you for hey. your show. Good. Um, yep. Peggy, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I am an advocate like we all are, uh, who devote seven days a week, um, all of my time, all of my time, every single day. And I don't get paid. I didn't get paid for the task force. I didn't get paid for anything. And for you to say that I, you know, stay away from the task force, listen, it might not be the whole, you know, coot and, uh, and barrel, whatever you say, but it was something. And the clerk of court, Ken Burke, he didn't have to start this task force, but he did sure. it because Sue Malente, Ray Contreras, uh, the other gentleman who is a lawyer, Charles Astor, 
We all told him about the problems that are going on throughout the state of Florida. Four years ago, my father got out of guardianship miraculously, and you and Betty and I and my son Aiden, who was, I believe, eight at the time, met and took pictures on the courthouse steps in Collier. So for you to insult me, I don't really, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, to go on, but, but anyway, I wish you all the best, Peggy and Betty, and I'm going to hang up. And giving facts on Marty's show. No, I did not say anything about you being paid. I clearly stated that these judges, these senators, and these lawyers that are working for the county is, in fact, being paid. You were not mentioned. So don't they waste are my state time. workers. They are state exactly. workers. Exactly. <laughs> and more needs to be oh. done. <laughs> I mean, people are being murdered. Yeah, they, yes, they are, Betty. Yes, they are. Um, you know, this is what always gets me in these these conversations. There is always, uh, for some reason, if you're not, and I know firsthand about this, I have been attacked relentlessly by certain glory hogs and stuff. And uh, But if you don't agree with what they say, they will attack. They want to attack you. Yes. Yes. I, I don't change these and, things. Uh, I get right up in their face and I tell them the facts. Like it is. Yeah, I'm yep. not and, someone uh, that can bully. I can tr- tr- tell you that right now. Yeah, I, I do believe that there are advocates out there that take a different route and believe that they yes. are are trying to do good and like. But I just don't see how uh, this reform is doing any good. I think this unconstitutional uh, uh, all these unconstitutional bills need to be abolished. Well, I, I don't was, see any good in it. Exactly. My point that I was trying to tell viewers is that, you know, when you go to attorneys and you go to judges and you go to senators and you go to these task force all over the United States, you need to be cautious because if you have a pending litigation, you don't want to give your information to them or your complaints to them. That is what I was trying to to get across tonight. It wasn't to cut this task force down. Everyone has the rights to their own opinions, and if they choose to take their evidence and their information to these task forces, they're losing a risk of their uh, filing a lawsuit because no attorney in the country would take them. That's what I was trying to explain. I wasn't like cutting anyone down in their advocacy work, but I was just showing the difference between what we're doing and what they're doing and how they're taking those that information from the victims and applying it to legislation. Wow. Can you guys okay. hear me? Because I just wanted to ask about the data bill real quick. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Okay, so um, uh, the data bill is about tracking the guardians and the wards, and you guys agree with that, right? Okay. Like to know where they are? I believe, like you're saying, we need some kind of transparency of data of what they're doing with the words, their medical situation, uh, their education if they're minors. I do believe that we need to have something on the legislation to protect the words, but I also believe that we need accountability and transparency and being able to look yeah, at yeah. that so data. I think, I, think we're all in a, I think we're all in agreement. I think it was just a miscommunication because I think we all want as much transparency as possible to track what these exactly. guardians are doing. Because they're pushing yeah. to conceal guardianship records, which have that's always a, been public records, part. and in some states right. they have already concealed them. I believe South Carolina is one of right. those states where you can't yes, go in is. and see 
and I believe Florida is trying to do that now is conceal the record. Yeah. I will say I went to several, I went to several of the guardianship um, meetings and they were, they were difficult because you had a lot of, they call them stakeholders, you know, elder affair, you know, elder lawyers and, you know, bar people. And, you know, they were real, you know, hesitant for things to get changed, but the little bit we got out of it was this data bill to track them down. And um, it's something, and I will say there were some people in the uh, task force um, I won't mention names, you know, besides the advocates that they're, they're just sick and tired of what they're seeing and, you know, they don't yeah. want to be a part of it and they're trying to fix it. But the people stopping it is really the Florida bar and, and obviously yeah. the politicians well, that go with it. If, if we can pinpoint well, the Florida bar. The bar is the one that uh, petitioned Congress uh, to go ahead and do the state information and then they wanted to close it to the public. So, right. and like I stated before, uh, a few minutes ago, that, that information will be shared with the state of, uh, officials, and it also states in the bill that it will be uh, shared within the uh, organiza- community organization, but it doesn't give details of that. I don't like it when it's not transparent to the public. No, you're we right. You're right. And organization I, is getting that information. Yeah, of course, of course. And I, and I spoke to people about that data bill because I used to work in data harvesting court records. So we used to create programs that would go into every clerk of court and pull real estate transactions. And I was talking to my friends that are still in the business about doing the same thing with guardianship. So automatically we'd go in and pull all the guardianship cases, find out who the professional guardian is, how many wards they have, what, you know, how much money they're billing and so forth. But that's not where this bill is right now. It's really going to be more uh, of like a, yeah. you know, you know, people kind of just fill in the blanks as they go. Well, because because I think in that bill it, it, it even mentions shareholders, but it doesn't mention yeah. the, the families, the victims. You're but right. it, it does right. talk about stakeholders. And anytime you say yeah. stakeholders, it's a catch-all phrase that means the people behind the scenes, the companies, organizations, individuals who stand to make a boatload of money if we can shove this thing through. Those are the stakeholders, yeah, like that WINGS organization. Um, it's stakeholders. It's judges and attorneys and guardians. Oh, yeah, they're going to do something for you. Anyway, like Marty, like Marty, has said, Marty has said many times, it looks good on paper, but in reality, it isn't. No, I know. And then, yeah, I know. Yeah. If and we can put all our effort against the Florida bar, I mean, that could put then, pressure on them. I mean, that, you know, if we get a bad – these, like this lady before came on Marty's show a few minutes ago. I forgot her name. I do apologize. Uh, well, she mentioned, you know, the subtitles look really nice, and then people don't go in and study the bill, and then they make these allegations. That's really not what the bill is saying, and then they want to argue with you. It's like, please read the bill. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, the, the, the task exactly. force, it was hard to get anything there, and the only thing we got was this data bill. But at the same time, we yeah. don't want it to be hidden from the public. Right. Yeah. Right. Everyone, we've got I two did. minutes left here. This has been a great show. All the callers, thank you so much for calling in and giving yeah, us your thoughts you. and your ideas and, and what you think is going on. And um, and by the way, we don't mind adverse comments and ideas, but you, I will not allow you to come and insult anybody or harangue at them and that's 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 not what we're about. And uh, but like I say you're entitled to your own opinion. If you thought exactly what I thought, it wouldn't be any need for me to talk to you. I'd already know what you think. I want to hear your thoughts. 
but is what we heard tonight was there are different takes on these bills and but overall the idea is these are not good bills and they will do some massive harm this one about being able to go even into a foreign country and pull you out of there is absolutely terrifying and um We've got to get this stuff stopped. We've got to get it stopped. So we're going to be working on that. Yep. And uh, that's going to be flooding Florida senators and representatives and the governor with a don't pass this thing. And um, it just, you know, at this age and looking back at this country, I cannot believe, I cannot believe the shape we're in. Uh, If anybody had told me 30 years ago, Things were going to be this way. I'd never believed it. Not in the U.S., not in America. But we've all got a big red X on us. We are the greatest, according to the government, the greatest commodity they have is its people. And they're buying, selling, and trading us. They're using us for experimentation. They're using us for all sorts of things. We are nothing but chattel property. Anyway, well, everybody, like to say has, thank you. Has Go anybody ahead. ever... Um, uh, complained against the Florida Bar, like protesting in front of the Florida Bar? A media campaign against them? That, right? Because right now the governor put an order in, executive yeah. order, that right. he, you know, he will arrest people. So yeah. I'm not going to be doing any of that stuff. Everything I do is going to be legal because I do believe in freedom of speech. But right now we, be, we need to be very cautious of how we handle this situation because they know that we are aware of what they're doing against us is not right, so they will do right. everything in their power to arrest us. So I, I'm just going to be cautious with doing stuff like and that. And there, there is a bill coming out on the federal level and a regulation coming out in the FBI and NSA and Homeland Security. I hate that thing. Um, if you say anything against a government official, you're considered a domestic terrorist. So think about that one. Anyway, we've got about yeah, 10 seconds bar. left here. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. And we will thank be back again when we're back. Thank and thanks, everybody that called. Thank you, thank you. Um, we'll talk to you all later. Have a good evening, everybody.